0: better ahead of Friday and Saturday on ITV Racing. It is Easter weekend, we're all very overexcited. Tony looks like the proverbial Easter bunny, he's that excited, ears pricked and everything. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) We are gonna do this episode of Racing Only Better a little bit differently to normal. We've got so much racing across the two days that ITV are covering. So as a result, we've asked the lads to just pick their best three bets from each day. So we've got six bets from all of the lads. It means that we're not actually covering every single one of the ITV racing but what it does mean is that the bets that we are putting forward are the very best out of the very top draw it's going to be a short sharp succinct show giving you winners and winners only we've obviously got all weather finals day at newcastle we've also got an all-weather card at lingfield jump racing at haydock and flat racing at musselboro so there really is something for everyone should we do a very quick weather watch tc for the races that are happening on the turf on saturday do you have anything to report that we need to know
1: yeah it was quite interesting actually um Hey, uh, I'll do Musselbury first. It's good to soften the round course, good to soft, soft in place on the straight course, dry forecast. So I think that might be good. Hey, Doc, controversy. Uh, They are good to soft, soft in places on the chase course, good to soft on the hurdles course. We're recording this on uh, Thursday afternoon, but on Friday... They're going to have a look with a view to watering. Now, <laughs> oh, apparently, <my> apparently <laughs> some some trainers and owners aren't very happy at this prospect. So, um. imagine old Kirkland's phone's been a bit red hot since the BHA went out with that. Uh, revelation this morning
0: oh, lordy lord things that i didn't think i'd hear on the podcast today bearing in mind i drove through like torrential rain absolutely torrential it made me think that spring is nowhere near here just yet a uh, quick check in with the boys before we go any further dan barber how are you and your dream capture
2: yeah fine thank you you've questioned my attire but i'm in good spirits thanks yeah.
0: and kev cheery this is your sort of punting weekend isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff.
3: Now, good Friday. What's not to like? Um, I almost made a religious joke there, but it's always best to avoid those nowadays. Uh, no, one thing I would mention,
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not mentioning this just to say I tip the win- winner of the winner of the Lincoln, but I did get one of those really nice bits of feedback where somebody said, first winner you've tipped since Abraham Lincoln." So fair play to that <laughs> bloke. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> yeah, well done with that. Sorry, we haven't had it- no. I don't want to mention it. It's done. Done. Leave it. Okay. <laughs> Oh,
0: brilliant stuff!
2: That's one of those things. It
1: didn't happen, isn't it? It's on that on that on that, on that, on that, on that Twitter page. <laughs> that, that, it's is
3: world, that is world class. Out of I love that I'll good. show you. <laughs> um, Emails to yourself don't count. count. <laughs> <laughs> before, before we go any
0: further, let's not forget our offers. As always, we have a ten pound free bet when you bet £10 worth of multiples on Saturdays UK and Irish horse racing. So that's the bet 10, get 10 offer. Don't forget to opt in. But also when we get to Musselburgh on Saturday in the 150 there, or the Betfair Exchange, you have a money back as a free bet. If you lose on that 150 at Musselburgh on Saturday, if your horse does not win, then they'll refund you a losing bet up to £10 as a free bet. Do not forget you have to opt in. Those are the offers, lads. This is it now. Winners only. Different format pod. Here we go. We're going to kick off at Newcastle with all-weather finals day. And we're going straight in with the 150 because in the three-year-old championships race over the six furlongs, this is where Dan Barber has one of his bets for Friday. Should have been a ring. Is the 15-8 to favourite for the hand and Yard. But where is your money going, Dan?
2: Uh, Not him. I mean, look at the last two winners of this. Diligent Harry goes for the main sprint. And obviously last year we saw a very smart one, a very smart up-and-comer land the prize. And I think that's what you're looking for. I just think you're looking for a horse that's got the capacity to deal up into a group sprinter, as El Caballo has subsequently since 12 months ago. And I mean, should have had a ring, is obviously a very useful horse. Had a fair bit of racing at two, one at York, most notably, but... I think Shaquille's the horse that's going places here. Um, stable do really well with sprinters. He's had only four runs in his life. Hood goes back on after winning at Wolves, where he beat a host of sort of pretty handy types. And I think there's more more improvement in this horse. He's only one. His only blowout was in the Acom when he was an eleven to one chance for that, a proper prestigious group race for two year olds. Um, I think he's a sprinter and. Camacho's been going great. She's really good with these sprinting types. Second, Titian last week and fifth as well in the sprint and Northbound won at earlier in the week. So I really like the claims of Shaquille to improve past a few established ones. Okay,
0: on we go to the 225. Now, of course, when you ask the boys for their best three bets on the Friday and their best three bets on the Saturday to cover 17 races that are being shown on ITV Racing, the dream is that everyone puts their bets forward, and then essentially we at least have one view in every single race. But that is not how this has gone, because in the marathon on all-weather finals day, 2.25 at Newcastle over the two miles, all three lads have said that they have a bet in this race. So we've got a head to head here. The betting looks lads, like this. Lads, 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 <laughs> lads, quite literally. Mark Barocco is the 15 to 8 favourite. Earl of the Cotswolds won it last year, 7 to 2. Fleurman won here, few starts back, 11 to 2. Knowlton Cross for Hugo Palmer at 13 to 8. Those are the top four in the market. Who shall we let go first? Kevin Blake. Go on.
3: Ah, I think it could be a repeat, Vanessa, a repeat. Earl of the Cotswolds, the Owl Boy, um, good race this now. Interesting one. Um, he won this race last year for like I don't know what possessed the Twisted Davises to try him on the all weather. Like he was established as kind of a you know a very a, a, quite a good hurdler chaser for years, and they just decided to give him a go in the all weather. And it turns out he's like a hundred plus horse. Um, <laughs> you know, beat, beat Cold by six lengths there just over a year ago, and came to Newcastle probably didn't produce the very best effort we've seen from him on the Artificials, but got the job done. Um, everyone got a great kick out of it. And look, you look at his campaign and the, the boy they gave him a break there after September, and you can be sure they've been trading at the peak um, for this day again. He's improved run-to-run for his three runs. His, uh, you, need, you need three runs on the All-Weather during the All-Weather season to qualify for finals day or um, win a fast track qualifier um, he did both in the end because on his third run he, he won one of Wolverhampton and mm-hmm. he, it, again it, like it, it was up there with a, one of his better efforts I thought on form and I'm just hoping that they might be able to squeeze a few more pounds out of him Um now one little concern that that I reckon TC will mention as well is the possibility of pace pressure from withhold. Um, you'd love out of the Cotswolds to get it, get his own way out in front. He's drawn the lowest of those that go forward, so I'm just hoping, and the early stages go smoothly, and he either gets a you know reasonably, um, handy time on the front end, or he just lets withhold off and follows, um, rather than getting hooped up with him. But, um, look, I I think he's very solid. There's a few here shorter than him that I would be happy enough to to pick at, uh, and I think he, in contrast, he's very solid.
0: OK, so vote for all Earl
1: of the Cotswolds in the marathon. <clears throat> TC, over to you. Yeah, everyone knows I'm a sucker for an oldie. So, um, yeah, I, I back Rainbow Dreamer each way. Um, been cut this morning from 10s to 8s with sports sportsbook, but I think the 8s is still fair. Um, could well drift out again. Um, it's just, obviously, it's just purely a price thing. You've got Berkshire Rocker at 15 to 8. Um, you've got Earl of the Cotswolds at 7 to 2 even though Erlo Cotswold is about fives on the exchange. but And there's no reason why Rainbow Dreamers should be uh, eight to one plus. Now, uh, he, we haven't seen him for a couple of months, but um, Alan Kin in his Weekender column uh, yesterday revealed that he, had, uh, he came back with a, a muscle strain and was very sore after running below Park Kempton in early Feb. He's had a break back on top form now. And um, yeah, I mean, even though he's a he's kind of like aggressive since his best a couple of years ago when he was rated 111, um, his mark of 97 is he's, he's only four pounds shy of the market leader. So um, he's got a load of good form here. Um, I want Holly Dahl didn't ride the best race when he was uh, fifth to uh, Earl Cotswold in this race last year, but if she settles him in third or fourth, just behind the pace that Kev mentioned. Um, yeah, I think he's going to outrun his price. I mean, there's loads you can make, it, make a make a chance here for. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be disappointed in it if, given that the Newcastle form, given at the back form. Uh, yeah, each way, Rainbow Dreamer.
0: Okay, Rainbow Dreamer is currently eight to one with the sports book as an each way vote for TC. Earl of the Cotswolds in there as Kevin's chance at seven to two. Dan, go on, add a third one into the mix.
2: Yeah, I am just typical in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the horse who was second to Earl of the Cotswolds, Fleurman, I thought was really interesting because, like, if it was surprising that Earl of the Cotswolds embarked back on a well, actually not even back on because he'd never run over on the flat and biked on a flat career. It was fairly surprising that Fleurman did as well. I remember being a couple of tracks Racing TV last season when he was running in juvenile hurdles and he won one at Raisin, but he wasn't flashy and then he was he was turned over later in the campaign at Perth. He then had two shocking runs over hurdles this term. Suddenly they decided Vectiv stood. And uh Ollie right will have a crack on the flat, and I just think the track placed his strengths more than Wolverhampton did, where Earl Cotswolds perhaps had the run of that to some extent. Kev's already referenced it slightly in passing that if the likes of withhold and Knowlton cross decide that they're gonna get handy too. I think this might be a race that test stamina a bit more. And I think if that last run at Newcastle uh, at Wolverhampton would have tested stamina like Newcastle does, I think Fleurman might have come out on top that day because he was doing all his best work at the finish.
0: Okay. Fleurman for you at 11-2. to two, So that's three throws at the dartboard for the boys in the marathon. Uh Kev, we're going to stick with you for your next best bet on Friday. And we're moving on to the middle distance race. Three o'clock over the 10 furlongs at Newcastle. Forrester Dean takes on Herovian here, both obviously from the Gosden Yard. Forrester Dean is the 13-8 to favorite herovian five to two. They've obviously met here before and Forrester Dean came out on top. But where is your money going?
3: Yeah, look, those two dominate the market but I Look, they're both, you know, 7-year-olds that have slightly patchy profiles and I was a little bit disappointed with both of their finishing efforts last time and I, I'm just inclined to take them on. Um maybe misguided, but look I'd rather one with a slightly different profile um and I like base note. Um he's a 4-year-old that's on the improve and he's a, he could be a shade patchy himself, just a shade, but if you look back to his win at Lingfield three starts back, um, he won a handicap off American of ninety seven, and it was it was a fairly remarkable effort now because he, he had a lovely spot, um, just as they turn into turn around the out of the back straight, come down the hill there at Lingfield, and he's got completely shuffled back to the back in a slowly run race. He's got absolutely no chance of furlong and half out, and he sprouted wings and flown home to win very well. Um disappointing next time at Lingfield, that was a, a bit blippy. I don't know, it's a hard one to put your finger on. And last time at Wolverhampton, he just got completely messed about. He got slapped across the face with a whip and he, he had no great, um, no great room to operate. Um, but I think he's better than those last two runs suggest. And I actually quite like the drop to 10 furlongs. He's been primarily operating over a mile and a half, showing a big turn of foot when when things are right, but I actually like him coming back. Um like it's a long-standing thing with me and Shamardal. Um, like I'd always be very worried about Shamardal's going up beyond 10 furlongs. Like they're, they're by and large better horses over shorter trips. Um, And with the turn of foot, he shows kind of a slowly run 12 furlong races. I think he'd be well able to drop back and it might just suit him. And to go back to the old pace maps, like this could get very messy and this could get very messy. And, He's drawn five of six and he's quite happy sitting handy most of the time. So I'm kind of hoping um, Ross Coakley will be thinking and seeing this the same way I am. And he might just buck him out there and kind of sit second on the girth of whatever leads and look to strike from there. Um, I think there's more in him. I think we might have seen the very, very best of him. And this set of circumstances might just allow him to do that, Vanessa. And I think his best effort or a new best effort might be enough to go and win.
0: Okay, base note for the Crisps at seven to one with Ross Coakley in the saddle. Not the base. Final race we are covering on from Newcastle's card on Friday is we're skipping right ahead to the four forty-five, which is the Sprint Championship. Over the six furlongs. And what a race this is. When Dan put this up, race forward as one that he found a good bet in. I mean, I wasn't that surprised, but I just think you can just make cases for so many of them. Anaf is currently the 100 to 30 favourite at the top of the market for Michael Appleby and James Doyle. He's five from nine on the all weather, including two wins here. And he's the big improver this winter. Diligent Harry, a class act. Kieran Schumacher in the saddle. Clive Cox, obviously seven to two. I was there when he won at Newcastle a couple of starts back. The Dream, didn't expect to see her in here, but yet she's been declared with Holly Doll, for Charlie Fellows, nine to two. Summer Summergans, the old boy, 13 to two. Harry's Bar looked a proper one at one stage, eight to one. Mum's Tickle, you don't you need me to go down that route. Alligator Alley is a favourite of mine at 14s. Honestly, this race is a proper one, Dan, but where is your money landing?
2: Well, my main way into the race was with The Dream because I likewise was surprised why she's running here a week after running a face-off on heavy ground at Doncaster. I thought as a result, she was one you could get. I mean, on four, maybe you might have thought she could have been shorter because it was refreshing people's mind that she spread-eagled them last week. Um, mm. But my other angling is that Anaf shouldn't be a similar price to Diligent Harry. He should be shorter on him. I thought he did really well to beat him at Linkfield, a track that wouldn't have suited as well. He missed the break too. Diligent Harry was better placed. Anaf did loads of running to get past him. And we've seen this horse. He's a horse that Tony and I have liked for ages. We've seen him just be really devastating at Newcastle in the past. His record on all weather is absolutely mustard. And Tony and I put him up for the chip chase last season where he was wrong at the weights and not as good a horse as he is now. And he almost won that. He he ran an absolutely smashing race. Um, For me, he's he's a case for saying he's the best all-weather sprinter around at the minute and he gets the chance to prove it. Doyle riding, couldn't ask for much better there pace for him to chase if he does miss the break yeah i'm i'm very sweet on Anaf. i think he's a very very smart horse
0: okay Anaf at 100 to 30 then top of the market but dan is with the favorites in the sprint
2: when you bet fair on
1: racing you get daily rewards so any day can be a big deal like with our racing multiples offer so if you like to dabble in doubles or flirt with lucky 15s get extra places on horse racing any day this week Daily rewards with Betfair. Winner each way market only. Place part of each way bets. Settle at 1.5 odds. Select UK and Ireland races. T Supply 18 plus. BeGambleAware.org.
0: We just got one race, but well, we've got one bet down at Lingfield, and it comes in the 240 TC. Obviously, the all-weather card there, and the 240 is the bars mile handicap, 33k to the winner over the mile here. And brewing the three from three gelding from the Haggis Yard has Ryan Moore in the saddle. list, five to two favourite Aussie banker in there. Next best. Uh, for the Richard Hughes operation at five to one, Final Voyage, one of the older ones in here, five to one, and Dingle as well, thirteen to two for the Julie Camacho yard, who, as has been said already, are going great guns this winter. Um, but TC, what is your bet in the two forty? What did you dig out for us?
1: I backed two in the race. The most Ooh. obvious one is Final Voyage. Um, was rated as high as ninety-three when with we James Tate um, a couple of seasons ago. It was actually his best run was over mile two at Leanfield. Uh, been running, obviously, well for, for Johnny Murta They put the horse away after a really good second under a £10 claim I've never heard of uh, in January. Some geared Harry or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, and that, that's very strong form. He, he did go up £3, but the winner came out and ran Mulgrave, who also runs in here, to a neck off an £8 high mark last time. So I think he might have got away a bit lightly uh, by raising £3 there. So I think a mark of eighty-eight is very workable. You've got uh, the media darling Billy Nofflein claiming five pounds off him. Um, and yeah, I mean he was thirteen to two in the place this morning. He's still fives, fives and upwards is is fine for me. I'm playing win only in this race because Lingfield's not a real track I like to bet in. To be perfectly honest with you, but I've made an exception this weekend, and so he's the first one win only, and the other one's been also been back this morning. Hafit Elaine. Um, now, Loflane actually rode this one last time and he just never got into the race. Um, he often starts slowly and he's often really rousted along. So the in-running players are are probably going to get double the price uh, if they wait. But obviously, we have to recommend pre-race. And I think Hafi Alain is is he, he, like, um, he's, he's also on a really, really good mark now. They've dropped in £9 for six runs this season. Four of them have been very good. But they dropped in £3 for that Wolverhampton run and the angle with him is he returns to Lingfield. Now he's had three on all three runs at Lingfield. He's run really well. Um, he's also six pound lower than winning uh, th- uh, last year over course and distance. So yeah, I mean if you, if you give him that last run and he's going to need a lot, a lot, a lot of luck in running from stall eight, uh, then yeah, I mean he's he's it'll be twenty to one plus on the exchange, and he is that now. So yeah, I've played an obvious one final voyage and a lesser. A lesser obvious one in Hafita Lane. I
3: okay. can't believe you've never heard of Yudish Garhard Gerhari, uh, Tony. The no. the Mauritian, the Mauritian magician, they call him. He's Ram Mauritius. <laughs> y- a young lad. He's he's written ridden a couple of winners for Johnny A lovely fella, does a very good interview. Oh, and, hell, uh, yeah, from... I thought he thought he might have been named after Finlay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm. he's, he's Mauritian. Yeah, look out for him. He's he's, he's got some promise in fairness, though. I've been I've been to Mauritius. It was um Oh yeah, had
1: a, had, a, had a cyclone. We went in the cyclone season.
3: <laughs> yeah, we we, all, we always give that as an example. They have horse racing on Mauritius, and it was always the example we used to give like 10 years ago when we were fussing and fluting about no sectional timing in this part of the world. Mauritius was always the example we gave because the racetrack in Mauritius had sectional timing for like the last 20 years, and we can't get it in Britain or in the Ireland still.
0: Go on, the Mauritius. Um, we need to move on. I, I pitched this as a short and snappy podcast. The, got-
3: the Mauritian <laughs> Mar- Mar- magician. Got- <laughs> got- got- the I, I found Did a veteran out now, John were concert me. on Tuesday, <laughs>
1: and I found a bigger spoofer than the Paddock Watchers. <laughs>
2: it's, the, it's the tambourine player in a band. What is that all about?
0: No, no, they're going...
2: No Gallagher had a girl playing scissors for a while. Just doing that. Scissors.
0: <laughs> right, stop. stop. Sorry. Musselboro, Dan, over to you because mm. your first bet on Saturday comes at Musselboro. 150 over there. Stop base, it. Base. it over, over the mile at Musselboro, the 150, which is where the sport, the Bet Exchange, has the money back as a free bet if you lose offer in the 150 at Musselboro on Saturday. If your horse doesn't win, then you'll be refunded a losing bet up to £10. Um, Captain Winters is the favourite here. Manitou in there for Holly Doyle afterwards. Lion of War is up in the betting. All these horses obviously making their <laughs> turf comebacks down. But you fancy one in here. Who is it?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm. Sl- some trepidation about ground on the soft side because he's never raced on it. And there aren't loads in the family that look like mudlarks. But Finn's charm was pretty electric around Musselburgh when he won here last season, he's ideally drawn to attacking 2 I'm guessing that's how they'll ride him. He was highly tried afterwards, but he was fourth in the Chesham. I think that level of form makes 92 look fair. He completely blew out last two runs, but I think he's just the type that Johnson will have fired up early in the season. And, The track does set up well, as he showed last season. That was a maiden in which Holloway's boy was entered against him to make his debut and was taken out on the morning and ended up making his debut in the Chesham, didn't he? Um, Finch Charm got out in front that day. It was a simple task, but he won by eight and a half from two horses that have won or been placed subsequently. I think they both won, actually. So, yeah, Finch Charm thought was overpriced at sevens with with a sharp break. He could be away and gone.
1: Just, okay, well, just the ground, Dan. like I said, it's good to soften and dry in for the next two days. I think I think it might even be good ground, you know.
2: I hope so, yeah. That'd be that'll be a plus.
0: Okay. Bit of value there away from the favorite, then Finn's charm for Dan in the 150 onto the 225 at Musselbrook TC. And we're coming to you for this over the seven furlongs. The handicap it's a class two and Autumn Festival, the horse that was on a roll last year, is the favorite currently at 100 to 30. The Gatekeeper next at six to one. Um, those are the top two basically, but I'm I'm, I'm guessing you might be going elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm I, I did an anti post piece on. Tuesday on this on, on this race and I put up Dirty Old Town at four teams I was a bit worried about he's gonna I was a bit worried that he's going to be where he's going to be turned out again quickly but he is um uh, yeah I, I have to give him another chance but he had no chance from stall 2 on um, on Saturday at Doncaster obviously there was a race and a meeting, meeting bias towards the near side um and I was quite I was very surprised that the handicapper dropped him 2 pounds for that because Obviously the jockey sat up two out when he couldn't possibly win, I just let him coast home. So normally in those circumstances, the handicapper just ignores him. But he dropped him two pounds. And if that run hasn't really bottomed him, um, and like I said, the jockey just really eased off him when he, he saw he had no chance. He was obviously beaten at the time. Uh, yeah, he's he's really well, he's really well handicapped. He's he's three pounds lower than when second over a mile of this run, uh, this um This card last year, he's just, he's, he's lower than when a narrow second at Doncaster and a a draw in seven is probably not because he likes to go forward. A draw in seven is probably not as bad as it looks initially. Uh, There's four, four other pace goers. One's there in five, six, 11 and 12. So if he can better the two on his inside uh, and get on that rail, I think seven's his optimum trip. The drawing ground's right in his favour. Uh, I think he's 17 to two with a uh, with a sports book at the moment and around about I, a bit bigger yeah i I'm, I'm playing I'm giving dirty old town uh, another spin um, off the back of that because okay I think he's handicapped women with the course form on the drying ground.
0: Love it. 15 to 2 currently with the sports book. Um, on to the three o'clock, Kev, and it's over to you who's still staying at Musselburgh. You've got stuck into this card and found two bets for us. The first one comes in the three o'clock over the five furlongs, where it came from the dark for a murphy and Ed Walker is your nine to two favorite, making a seasonal comeback, as is Zarzini, at eleven to two. Those are the top two. Where did you land?
3: Yeah, fair few potentially well handicapped horses here, Vanessa. But I suppose I was trying to work out which one, for which one, this might be the most important day. And they might have the revs up good and high. And on a podcast where we touched on the Mauritian magician, I'm about to deliver <laughs> to you the master of Musselboro. And that's Mackina. Uh, Because <laughs> this, this, horse, this, this horse loves Musselboro. He, he's run um, seven times over course and distance. He's won three times. He's never been out before. Um, he was a little bit unlucky not to go very close in this race last year. He just the, the gaps were just a bit slow in coming. Um, and look, I know you, I you'd love him to be a couple of pounds lower, um, but he's not. He earned them. He finished up his campaign last year by by winning over course and distance. Um, look, he's a lovely, straightforward, handy ride in general um, because he loves Musclebrass so much. Because his record when fresh is quite good. Uh, because they most certainly had the revs up last year they just they just didn't get the drop i am suspecting that um judy camacho will have had a big red circle around this race for him um, for some time so i'm putting my faith in her and um with old friend paul hannigan on board who won on him last time Um, i'm thinking he should be able to run very very well
0: Okay, Macadar at six to one currently with the Betfair sportsbook. Uh, On to the three thirty-five at Kev, Staying with you, one mile six furlongs is the trip for the Queen's Cup. The handicap there and Spirit Mixer off this very long break for Andrew Balding is your seven to two favourite. Good show next at six to one. Wise Eagle in there at thirteen to two. One smooth operator for the Brian Ellison team is seven to one. Metier for Harry Fry, obviously best seen over jumps in the past. Is eight to one. Um, where's your bet
3: here? Yeah, interesting race. This Vanessa great pot. Um, not always a brilliant race. Um, have been hoping to land one or two uh Joseph O'Brien horses in this, but it, it didn't quite happen. But there's there's one down the bottom here that I that I quite like a horse I had an eye on last year. Um, good show trained by Kid Daglish, who I'm not sure what his precise plan is, but he he announced recently that he that he's given up training. Um, so I don't know what it, what his intentions are in terms of when that's going to happen, but like this, this is a lovely horse he has here. Um, One first time out of Hamilton, they pitched him in very deep um, into in against like real hardened soldiers there, like Hamish in a, in a group three ascot, and he and he ran um, like from I suppose my race planning point of view, you'd be banging your head off a wall because he probably showed a stone and a half of improvement, who didn't you know finish last. Um, so his. Initial handicap mark uh, suffered as a result, but he was very unlucky not to win at Nottingham in a novice after that, like really unlucky. Um, should have won well. There was a horror show, really. Um, Beaten ahead in second. But look, he enters handicaps off a rating of 90 now, um, which sneaks him in at the bottom here. And for all that, they, they they maybe could have been a bit steadier in how they moved him up the ranks. Like I think there will be more to come from him. Um, he's got a fine pedigree. He's by Nathaniel. Um, bred to improve with age. Um, I think this course of distance with knees in the ground will suit him really well. And look, he's giving up experience to to all of these. Um, but look, I think that, I think he could be, you know, 10, 14 pounds higher in the not too distant future. And from a lowish straw, I'm hoping he gets a, a kind of a nice sympathetic spin around and he can show how well handi- handicapped he is here.
0: Okay, good shout. Six to one, two. Two six to one pokes for Kevin Blake up at Musselbrook on the flat on Saturday. A uh, bit of jump racing action to squeeze in that comes at Haydock, where we've got these um sort of series finals, 25k to the winner. And we're going to kick off with the two mile hurdle series final handicap hurdle. Uh, it's over the two miles, as the race title would suggest, Dan. And this is where you have a fancy in here, please, along with TC. So we have another head-to-head, but I'll let you go first, Dan.
2: Well, two miles is the operative word because it's the trip that Too Friendly <laughs> has been wanting oh. to run over for a while now. hes They've tried him over further three times. If it's served a purpose, A, it's shown that he's still in really good nick but his handicap mark has slid slightly. He's down to one, two, four. You've got Harry back in the saddle. Last time he was there, he was he rode into finish second, where he tanked through that race at Cheltenham behind, at the time, a very progressive horse called Punctuation of Fergal O'Brien's. He's since running just better quality races than this. The Ascot race won by Irish Hill, again, didn't quite get home, but he's back at two, and it's a sharp two at that. You've got... Nearty's other horse like Neati will be wanting similar um, circumstances, likewise Bubble Juby, but Galise is the one who's going to hopefully force the pace. And if she ensures a good pace, two friendly will hopefully settle in the first time blinkers. And I'm not gonna say plot as such, because he's been campaigned honestly in handicaps, but it's definitely worked out well that he's dropped um he's dropped in trip on on this day when it's such a valuable prize.
0: OK, and the Skeletons have a couple of chants up there, or Harry does anyway. Um, TC, are you with or against Too Friendly? And if you're against Dan and Too Friendly, who are you with instead, please?
1: Yeah, Dan mentioned the horse I've, I've backed already. Um, oh. And I think he's still a still a fair price at 14s four places with the sportsbook. And that's, that's Nearty. Now, I'm very worried about the trip because it's not two miles. It's actually a mile seven and less than a half a furlong isn't it so it is a it is a tight test and this horse ideally would need a very strongly run race over this trip and actually i went and had a look at he actually ran in this race four years ago and he ran as i fear he's going to do this time he got well behind stayed on strongest as well when he was closing at the line finished fifth but if if he can get a prominent a more prominent position than he did in the more battle last time I think a mark of one hundred uh, 134, he's got races in him. He's he's only two pound higher than winning Musselburgh on New Year's Day. Uh, and that race worked out really well. Loads of winners come out of that race. And if you looked at, me at Kelso last time, he was massively out the back under the pump and he made quite a big move coming to the straight. And I thought he was going to get placed for a moment, but the run he made to get there, he flattened out a bit. But yeah, I mean, like I said, he, if he can... If he can keep Tams a bit better early doors, then I think he's well handicapped on a mark of 134. So at the price, 14, 16s Again, he's another horse that's going to be 21 plus given the profile uh, on the exchange. Yeah, I, I back Nearty. I'm just hoping that he, he doesn't get too detached early doors.
0: Okay, Nearty at 14 is currently with the sportsbook for TC. We will stick with you, TC, and we're bouncing forward to the 315, which is where Dan and TC's final bets for Saturday come. This is in the three mile uh, Stayers Hurdle Series final, and it's for the family wars up at the top. Farmer's Gamble for Team Skelton is the 100 to 30 favourite, taking on Itso Fury for the John Joe O'Neill team at 9 to 2. And then Doc Pick Me is also 9 to 2 in the betting. Um, have you got as, as big a price for us in this race, TC, as you did in the last? And I no, I I'm very, very
1: keen on this horse though. Um, and um. The, the horse is Highland. Um, you get extra places here uh, with the sports book. I think they might be playing five. Uh, and Highland's eight to one. And I I just think he's I just think he he's destined to get run a massive race here. Now um he's a horse, they definitely don't want water, the, the to water because this is a good ground horse. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he was progressive last season. Um, obviously, he had his problems and ran really below par at uh, Taunton in December. But obviously, he wasn't his running. Uh, and he came back off a break and ran an absolute screamer last time and second to Emmerton at Newbury over three miles, his first attempt at the trip. Um, I think he should have won that race. Uh, so I'm not that bothered about him going up three pounds for getting beat. He was He was messed around between the last two. He made his he's made his he, he's made his ground at the last. Uh, he got taken left, and by the time they got him straight and got him racing, the winner just winner just kind of like um, got away from them. Now he was second to a nine-year-old there, uh, and a nine-year-old was in third. So it's impossible to rate that form too highly. But Emerton, the winner that day, had dropped from a mark of one hundred and fifty-three to one hundred and twenty-two. So he was entitled to win that. Um, uh, change
2: table as uh, well, didn't he? How didn't he change out? Awesome.
1: Yeah. And like I say, I think Highland should have won. Um, I think a mark of 125. He's a six-year-old with a lot of upside, unexposed at the trip. I think he ran a massive race. And Henderson six and thirteen with his last last uh, six and thirteen in the last fortnight or so. I think he's got everything going for him. Uh, I think he should be favourite. And I've I've, I've, had a, I've had a I've had a decent smash at nines
2: and eights each way.
0: Okay, currently 8-1 to one with the sports, but case made by TC. Are you in agreement, Dan? Oh, uh,
2: yeah, very solid horse. Can definitely appreciate that. I'd actually have made it so Fury favourite. I like his form with Irish Hill earlier in the campaign. They went toe-to-toe when Irish Hill was really well handicapped. And then he's cinchering another warm race, Ascot. So I'm keeping him on side. But also I think is the most fictitious price of the weekend and won't be the current is Tiger Jet at 33-1. to one um he's priced up as the rag of the field not given at all a hard time at kelso when last seen i'm pretty sure he's been saved for this because it's a valuable prize for horse rated uh, one 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 <coughs> go back to some of his stuff earlier in the season he got to an aggressive a rider entry one day and shaped like the best horse in the race that form worked out well um Nothing to write home about that second win. He's won twice this season. Second one, he was fully entitled to win. Scrambled home a bit. But even the third behind Rafferty's return reads pretty well at Weatherby. That horse is a specialist at that track. And Foster's Island, who was second, has boosted the form as well. I just think 33s is is the wrong price. Four places, stable in ripping form lately, and somehow lower in the weights than when he went like the best handicapped horse at Aintree.
0: Okay, Tiger We're
2: Jackson. actually getting five places there, Dan. Five, you uh, haven't sold that. That thirty 33s, that's available in
1: quite a few places, but obviously 33s and five places. I
2: honestly wouldn't want to lay that above 10, 12 to 1.
0: Wow, Ooh. there we go. Right. Okay, well, it's naps time. We have rattled through our best bets. It'd be interesting to see if our viewers and listeners like this way of doing it, because obviously there are a few races that we've missed out that ITV will be covering, but we welcome your feedback. As always, now it's time for naps. Can I try guess everyone's naps? This will be fun. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Dan, I'm guessing that your nap is Anna in the sprint up at Newcastle on Friday.
1: Has to be Tiger Jet. You make a, you make a 33 to one poke.
3: tens. I know. Come on,
1: Mister no,
0: Oh,
3: you've introduced doubt into the equation now. Oh God. Well, yeah.
2: Well, okay. Well, oh, I'm uh, TC's persuading me. I'm going. I was going to go on after you your perception was very <laughs> strong, but I'll go with Tiger Jet because then I'll see you both off. Have a slow.
0: Great. Yes.
2: yes. We like love
0: it. it. Dramatic <laughs> effect. You,
2: so look not, you dressed as a frog,
3: then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, he is dressed <laughs> as a frog. I was actually right. That was going to be our until TC turned his head. TC, I've got your nap down as Highland at eight in the 3.15 at Haydock. Same
1: race. You are very perceptive, Vanessa.
0: And for the treble <laughs> up, Vanessa, Kevin Blake, I've got your nap. Your nap's trickier, but I've got your nap as Magna <sighs> in the three o'clock at Muscle Breath.
2: You're good at Boom. this, yes. Come
0: I'll
1: go with Annaf Dan. I feel guilty if Anna wins and Ty gets, gets no because then I've got the best of both
2: worlds now, haven't I? have got the best of both worlds, and i tell you just just
0: just before see happy, so that's and just be,
3: just before we finish up, if uh if you're like Tony Calvin and you can't get no sleep, look out for 615 a.m. tomorrow morning.
0: Oh, yeah, over and Oh, off. sorry,
3: isn't the day after. Sorry, it's Saturday morning.
0: That's um,
3: it. Cleveland might go and win the Sydney Cup with a little bit of luck. Um, Baron Samadhi not without a chance either. But, yeah, hopefully we can go and show these Aussies. I'll tell you what,
1: I normally get up on Saturday. I normally, There's a 3 35 a.m. when the Fiji sides play home in Super Rugby. I normally <laughs> oh do get out for that. I'm normally, by the time 10 o'clock comes, I've normally fitted in three Super 15 matches.
3: Jesus! They're yeah, there you good. go. Six six fifteen. Yeah, Sydney racing car. in
0: Australia, very, very good this weekend. Keep an eye out for it. Lots of British and Irish interest. Uh, but that wraps up Racing Only Better. We will, of course, be back on Easter Monday. We don't take bank holidays off here on with Team Betfair. Instead, we'll be back with Wade in, And something tells me we're going to have plenty to discuss, given the week that was and the weekends to come. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, get stuck into the offers. Bet 10, get 10, money back. In that muscle race, but do gamble responsibly. Have a terrific Easter weekend. Enjoy yourself. See you again on Monday.
1: I'm on the vegans.